Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Well, in uh, 1944, there was this gentleman that was at the uh, pinnacle of success. He was what most people would say would be the premier real estate uh, giant in the United Kingdom. And so other real estate agents would approach him for advice and uh, information and wisdom. And they asked him this question that resulted in his answer, which is an answer that you will know, and it has crossed over the uh, years and still resonates with many of us. They asked this guy, his name was Harold Samuel. They said to him, when you're thinking about selling a piece of property or buying a piece of property, when you take everything into consideration, what is the most important factor when it comes to value when it, in, in regards to that property? And he gave this answer. You know the answer. It's three words. He said, location, location, Location. All right. So I know y'all think Donald Trump said that, but he didn't. It was Harold Samuel in 1944. And after that, even to this day, when you talk to real estate agents, when they talk about that statement, now the statement of location, 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 when you ask real estate uh, people about that answer, they will make this statement. That answer is the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. And what I came to tell you this morning is that uh, what is in uh, response and in regard to real estate, uh, the answer that he gave is also the gospel for us when we start talking about and thinking about finding freedom and walking in freedom. There are two important passages of scripture. We're actually going to look at three, but two to begin with that begin to force us to wrestle through how do we find freedom? What is it? Uh, what is the process of freedom? What, where do we go for freedom? And so these two verses of scripture that we're going to begin with give us a very clear revelation of where we can find freedom. I want you to notice, uh, you won't notice it on the screen, but if you brought your Bible with you when you turn, you will notice that the first passage in John is actually, here it is, it's in red. You know what, it's not like they were just trying to emphasize it. Why do they put it in red? Jesus said it, right? So I think it's important for us to notice that. And then Paul comes in behind him and points back to what Jesus said. So join me, if you will, in John chapter 8, uh, beginning in verse, or in verse 36. Listen to what it says. This is Jesus talking. He says, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Period. I think there's a period there. I didn't look it up. Period. Right? If the Son sets you free, then you are truly free. In red, Jesus talking about himself. Okay, I can't get no help. Y'all gonna have to wake up for me this morning. Y'all got to sleep in later in first service. All right, you should be warmer by now. All right. So it's, Jesus says, if I, he's pointing at himself. It's like, uh, it's like Steve talking about Steve in third person. Like, you know, Steve Ely says, well, Jesus is standing there talking about himself in third person. If the son, knowing that he is the son, sets you free, then you are free. You're truly free. Then Paul comes along in Galatians chapter 5, and he points back to this statement and this concept. And in verse 1, he says it like this. It is for freedom that Christ 
has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Then the Message Bible says it like this. I think it helps us. He says, same verse. So Christ has made us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get all tied up again in the chains of slavery to Jewish laws and ceremonies. So Jesus in John chapter 8 and then Paul in Galatians chapter 5, they make it abundantly clear that they're talking about the source of freedom. I think it's important for us to remember who they're talking to. You, you do recognize that Jesus is standing there and then Paul is standing there talking to Jews. These are people that for decades have been trying to earn their way into freedom. I can't get no help. These are folks that are trying to work their way into freedom. These are people that are trying to keep rules so that they will find freedom. For decade after decade after decade, they're trying to sacrifice their way to freedom. And so now Jesus and then Paul echoes this fact. Stay with me this morning. That the only way for us to find freedom is through what Jesus did on the cross. Can't get no help up in Passion Church this morning. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus was talking about Jesus. Paul was talking about Jesus. And they make a statement. They make it clear. They make it abundant. That, that, that the only way that we will ever truly experience freedom is through what Christ has done on the cross. I don't want us to get, us, get it twisted during this series. I need you to understand that, that, that uh, you will not find freedom because of self-control you're never going to be able to self-control your way into freedom you're never going to be able to discipline your way into freedom uh, I'm, I, you, let, let's get it right I don't want us to mess, mess this up as we're talking about the path to freedom you need to understand you will never have enough willpower to find freedom I cannot give you a mantra that will get you to freedom. I cannot get you into a program that will bring you freedom. I recognize that there is a, a place and a partnership in the freedom that Christ has given us. We partner with him for freedom. But the bottom line is this. The only way to freedom is through Jesus, period. That's it. That's it. No program, no pastor or anything else. No set of rules, uh, no, 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 no uh, New Year's resolutions, no, no, no beating my body trying to make it cement. None of that will produce freedom other than this. Jesus and Jesus alone will bring freedom. So it's essential to start our discussion there because here's, here's what I'm trying to, to communicate to you this morning. We must remain sure of our source of freedom because if we don't remain sure of our source at some moment in this journey, we will flip it and begin to act like we did this ourselves. So we got to know where freedom comes from. In other words, I want to say it like this. Finding freedom requires us to find Christ. Now, let me be honest. Jesus found me. I didn't find him. However, there is this positioning that takes place in our heart where the Bible says that uh, as, as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. We can position ourselves to pursue him. So we need to understand that our freedom comes from Christ and Christ alone. I just need, maybe you don't want to testify this morning, but let me testify. Jesus died for my freedom. Jesus alone 
bought my freedom. Jesus paid the price for my freedom. That is why when I come up in here, you don't have to prod me. You don't have to work me up. You don't have to sing my favorite song. You can sing a song I don't even like. Sing it off key. I don't care. The reality is I am going to worship him because I recognize that I could not do this on my own. And without the freedom that he gave me and died for, I would be lost and in chains and bound for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's why um, I can't take any of the credit. I, I, some of y'all roll up in here like you've always been as holy as you are right now. So some, some of y'all act like you came out the wound righteous. Uh, but the Bible declares that our righteousness, our righteousness is like filthy rags. It, it, there's no way. I, I, didn't, I can't take credit for any of this. If I'm holy now, if I'm righteous now, if, I, if I'm worthy now, if I'm perfected now, it is only because of Christ and what he's done in my life. I can't take credit for this. And neither can you. It's about Jesus. That's why, that, that, because of what he's done, that's why I serve. I, I, I serve because I recognize that my freedom, I, I, I'm not qualified to serve in my own abilities, in my own condition, in my own righteousness. They should never let me do anything around here. But I get to serve because of what Jesus has done for me. Yeah. You say, well, Steve, I've never seen a miracle, so I don't know about all this. You're looking at one. If you're looking at me, you're looking at one because the truth is left to my own devices. I would live in bondage and chains and I'd be broken the rest of my life. But because of what Jesus did in my life, he is the source of freedom, y'all. It's the only place that we can find freedom. It's the only source of freedom. Nothing else makes us free except for what Christ has done for us. And Jesus is reassuring us that he is the source. And Paul is saying none of those rules, none of that religion, none of those regulations, none of the sacrifices, none of that will produce freedom. Only what Christ Christ does produce freedom. You know what? That's why I want other people to meet Jesus. Because I recognize that if they don't meet Jesus, they will live the rest of their life broken in bondage and chains. I don't want them to meet Jesus so we can pad our numbers. I think some of y'all think that preachers stand on this platform and say, hey, tell everybody about Jesus so our attendance will grow. Listen to me this morning. It's not about padding our numbers. It's about recognizing that if we don't tell them about Jesus, there's no hope no freedom. I, I, I want you to know it's not about winning crowns and it's not about getting acclaim. I want them to meet Jesus because he's the only source for freedom and I don't want them to live in bondage the rest of their life. And here's the reality we live in in America. There are folks all around us that live in nice houses and drive nice cars and eat at nice restaurants and wear the finest clothes and they're still bound until they meet Jesus. There is no freedom. They're shackled. They're bound. They're imprisoned. They're in chains. They're dying a slow death. I find it interesting in the Roman culture that uh, uh, Paul was writing in that the Romans and even that Jesus experienced while walking this earth, the Romans had this curious, interesting, uh, kind of morbid though, uh, punishment for someone who was guilty of murder. Right, I need a volunteer. Y'all are supposed to be fasting, so i got to get somebody small. I'm, I'm going to choose Sam. Come here, Sam. Let's we'll see if he's been fasting enough. All right, so, uh, so let's just say I had a bad week, and uh, Sam, he's just, 
He just pushes my last button, right? I mean, he did, he cuts me off in traffic. I don't know. He uh, he gets my order wrong at McDonald's. Whatever you're re- whatever you're willing to kill over, whatever it is, he pushed my buttons, and all of a sudden, I decide that I'm going to take matters into my own hands and I'm going to kill him, right? So I am now guilty of murder, right? So the Romans figured out that the way to punish somebody like me who took matters into his own hands and is, and was and is guilty of murder is to do this. Sam's dead. They would take the dead body of Sam and they would strap it to the body of the person that killed him. And for as long as he could, he would have to walk around carrying the dead body until the decay from his dead body would invade my live body and kill me. This is a literal picture of what is happening all around us in America right now. People are walking around slowly dying with the death and the decay of their bondage wearing off into their life and destroying them. But let me give you hope this morning. This is why we tell people about Jesus. Because what Jesus does is he comes along and he sees us in this condition and he unloads us. That's why Jesus says this, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's why Paul says this, lay aside every burden and every sin that causes you to be unable to run the race. He's literally telling us that the reason we want people to know about Jesus is so that we can strip the death and the decay off of their life through what Jesus has done. So point number one, we've got to get this right. Our source and their source of freedom is not a passion church shirt. It's not a bumper sticker. It's not the rules that we want to impose on them. Their source and our source of freedom is what Christ has done for us. Now, now, let's stop right here because uh, I think we would all agree that Jesus is the source of freedom, but let's go back and let's look again. There's a third passage of Scripture that we must work through because this passage of Scripture is not about the source of freedom. This passage of Scripture is the gospel of freedom. Are you with me? Remember what they said. This quote is the gospel, the gospel, the gospel about real estate. But I want to take you to the gospel of freedom. This passage is, uh, that I want to read to you addresses the location of freedom. Because once we know and embrace the source of freedom, the location of freedom is the key to remaining and staying free. Because I just want to help you this morning. We don't want you just to get free. We want you to stay free. Stay free. That's what we're trying to do here. We want you to not only experience freedom by coming into a relationship with Christ, we want you to have the capacity and the ability and the experience of staying free. All right, so here we go. Here it is. Paul comes back in in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Listen very carefully. Listen to what he says. He says, now the Lord is the spirit. Here's, here's the location. Listen. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is Liberty. One version says it like this. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? Location, location, location. 
Paul, Paul is he's saying and declaring that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is this byproduct that takes place. There is this fruit, if you will. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is this manifestation of this fruit in our lives that we experience freedom. Are y'all with me? Okay, I got two of you with me. Are you with me? We're just reading the pa- I'm just reading Bible. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, so if, if Paul is right, and I think he is, then it forces me to conclude logically. We're logical people. Let's use our logical brains right now. If Paul is right, and I think he is, let's use our logical minds to make this conclusion that in any area where there is bondage or lack of freedom, the Spirit of the Lord is absent. (laughs) Okay, y'all ain't ready for me. I'm just doing logical work here because according to what Paul says, if the Spirit of the Lord is present, then I would be free in this area of my life. But I'm walking around in bondage, so what does that mean? It means there's an area of my life where the Spirit of the Lord has not been given access. Okay, so so, um, in other words, what I'm saying to you is that if you have accepted the source of freedom, but you don't pay attention to the location of freedom, what that produces is people that are saved but bound. In the kingdom, because if you accept Christ as your Savior, which is the source of your freedom, then we know that you're going to go to heaven. But Jesus says that he came so that we would have life and life more abundantly. He's talking about here, right now. Right? So, 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 so if, if we don't move forward in this journey, then what happens is we are saved, but we're bound. We're in the kingdom, but we don't allow the kingdom's power, the ruler of the kingdom, to wield his power and his authority into our life. We literally become a living illustration of what is talked about in the Old Testament in First and Second Samuel, where the Bible says that Samuel went to anoint a new king because you'll remember that Saul, God was tired of Saul's silliness and his conceitedness and his sin, and he says to Samuel, the prophet, I'm going to anoint a new king. So Samuel shows up at Jesse house and all these boys walk in front of him and he's impressed by them and God says that's not the one, that's not the one, that's not the one until finally they send for David who's on the backside of the desert watching his daddy's sheep. Samuel refuses to sit down and when, when David walks in the Bible says that Samuel took the, popped the cork on the flask of oil and he pours it all over David and he anoints David to do what? Be king of what? Israel. But if you only accept the source of freedom and don't deal with the location of freedom, then you become what David became. Because the Bible says that after he anoints David to become the king of Israel, when Saul dies, he only becomes king of Judah. For seven and a half years, he's only he's, he's anointed and appointed to be the king of the entire nation, but he's only a king over Judah. Judah, come on Bible scholars, Judah means praise. So let me bring it into our context. We only allow Jesus to be Lord over our praise, our church life. He's anointed to be Lord over every aspect of our life. 
to have kingdom authority and power over every area of our life, but we restrict him and relegate him to just my church life. I come up in here, some of you are wondering why you can come in here on a Sunday morning and you can throw up your hands and you feel free and it's the best day of your life, but then on Monday you go back into bondage and Tuesday you go back into bondage and Wednesday you endure bondage and Thursday you're struggling with bondage and Friday you're tired of bondage and Saturday you're sick of bondage and you come to church on Sunday and all of a sudden the weight lifts off of you and you're able to praise and sing and you wonder why it's because you've only allowed him to be king of Judah okay 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 okay. as we take this journey towards freedom it will require us to do more than just knowing the source of freedom we must also give the source of freedom the right location in our life, which means we must give him complete and total access to every area of our life. Okay, it's going to get tied up in here. I cannot expect to live with freedom in my finances if I will not give the source of freedom the location of freedom in the area of my finances. I can't get no help up in here. I, I, I cannot expect there to be freedom in my relationships if I will not let the Spirit of the Lord have access and give him an invitation to come live in my relationships. I cannot anticipate that I will have freedom from habits that I will not give the Spirit of the Lord any say-so in. If I relegate him and compartmentalize him to my Sunday morning life and I don't allow him to operate in power and authority in every aspect of my life, then you'll be free at church and bound at home and bound at school and bound at work and bound. So if we're to have freedom this year, then we must give the Spirit of the Lord all access. So I don't do this very often, and maybe I need to start it by saying, thus saith the Lord, so you'll take me seriously. But I'm being serious, even though I'm not going to do that because we want to put spiritual terms around things to impress people. Thus saith the word of the Lord. And then we want to add these and thous. And I'm just going to say it straight. I'm going to prophesy to you this morning. You ready? You ever heard a prophecy come out like that? That's kind of weird. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to say it straight. Here you are. Here it is. Here it is. The only areas that you will remain bound in in 2024 are the areas where no access is given. I'm going to say that one more time. The only areas in this year where you will remain bound are the areas in which you will not allow the spirit of the Lord who produces freedom to invade that area. The reason some of us don't have freedom is because we keep allowing areas of our life to remain off limits to his reach, to his rule, and to his laws. So this is what we do. We claim him as savior, as the source of freedom, but we never experience freedom in every area of our life because that would require the Lord to have access to every area of our life. 
So this is what I'm challenging you to do. The worship team's going to start moving this way because we're going to take some time to do this morning. But let me help you like this. I think a lot of us have areas in our life where we have no trespassing signs up and installed when it comes to our relationship with Christ. We will give him access to the areas that we're comfortable of him having access with. But when it comes down to certain areas of my life, I've got no trespassing signs up. Okay, y'all don't like it, but let me just help you. We must allow the Jesus we are welcoming in here on Sunday mornings to invade every corner, every square inch, every segment of our life. We have to take an honest evaluation of our own life and say, where do I have no trespassing signs installed? What am I comfortable with? What are my preferences? What are my things that I enjoy that I'm not even asking about, but they keep producing bondage in my life? I've got to be willing to walk in and say, Jesus, I give you complete and real reign over every area of my life. Here's a, here, here, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. To find freedom, you got to get saved. Put that on the screen. To, to find freedom, you have to get saved. That, that's it. Checking into Hope Center won't, won't work without Jesus. Going to a small group won't produce freedom in your life without Jesus. To find freedom, the source, you have to find Jesus. You got to get saved. To stay free, you have to get surrendered. We must become surrendered. Let me help you and then I'm going to get out of your way. We're going to pray. If we don't do this, if we don't approach it like this, let me tell you what's going to happen. We will approach Jesus as Savior because we need Him to rescue us on the back end of some stupidity. Okay, I'm just testifying about Steve. If you only deal with source, you will keep approaching Jesus as Savior because you need Him to rescue you from the stupid decisions and the stupid choices and the habits that are destroying your life. But we're talking about freedom in this series. We're wanting you to graduate to a different level, right? So, so we can get you to approach Jesus Sunday after Sunday as Savior, and He will. He's gracious and He's kind, and He loves us. So He rescues us even when we're stupid, right? But there's a different kind of living. If you would approach Jesus as Lord, He will rescue on the front end. Because he will help you to not make stupid decisions and bad choices. Are are y'all listening to me this morning? Some of you keep coming into Passion Church Sunday after Sunday asking Jesus to save you. And he rescues you from poor decisions that you made all week. I want you to live a different way. I want you to approach him as Lord and give him complete total rule and reign over your life. So that, so that, so that, so that you don't make the same stupid decisions you made last week, this week. So let me ask you a question. What is it that you want to be free from this year? Lust, gluttony, grief, pornography, alcohol, drugs, depression, 
anger. What is it you want to be free from this year? Your freedom can be found in Him, but remaining free will come down to you allowing Him to have continued access to your life. So what I'm saying is this, and, and, and I'm going to try not to, 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 to unpack this too much. I'm just going to say them. That means that you will have to give Him access to your preferences. That means you'll have to give Him access to your desires. That means you'll have to give Him access to your appetites. That means you'll have to give Him access to your attitudes. That means that you'll have to give Him access to your habits. That means you'll have to give Him access to your friend selection. That means you'll have to give Him access to your date selection. But she looks so good in those jeans. Yeah, but she's going to put you in bondage for the rest of your life. But he's a stud. Yeah. And he will destroy your life. And the only way to stay free is to look at Jesus and say, even in my dating life, if you say no, I'll obey. Your thoughts, your choices, all access because Paul says where the spirit of the Lord is location 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 where the spirit of the Lord is the only thing that can occur is freedom if I'm bound then I must not have allowed my savior to become my Lord and bring his power to bear. I've relegated him to Judah and I'm free at church and bound at work. What walls, what doors, what off limit signs, what no trespassing signs have you installed that keep him out? Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus as your Savior, I can assure you He is the only source of salvation, the only source of freedom. You will never be free any other way. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus and you're not in relationship with Him and you want to make Him Savior, that's the first step that we all have to take. You can't stay free until you become free. You start here. If that's you, would you just quickly raise your hand? You can pull it right back down and say, I need to know Jesus. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Two this morning that have raised their hand. Anybody else that would say, I need Jesus as my Savior. Come on, let's pray this together out loud as a passion family. Jesus, I'm thankful that you died on a cross, that you rose again, that you took my sin so that I could have freedom. I know that I cannot be free without you. So I make you the savior of my life. I declare that you're the king of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we're thankful this morning for the freedom that you gave us. And we won't take credit for it because we recognize that in and of ourselves, we cannot do anything to be free. You are our source. We assert that, we proclaim that, we declare that, we witness, we testify to that, that you and you alone bring freedom. But Father, our mission today is this. We don't want to just find freedom. We want to stay free. And Father, I know in my own life, there are areas of my life that 
I have put no trespassing signs up. And this morning I understand that where the spirit of the Lord is, there can't be anything but freedom. So if I find bondage in any area of my life, then it must mean I've not let you in. And I pray this morning that as we spend some time in prayer together, that you would help us to not only know the source of freedom, but we would locate that freedom. We would allow that freedom to invade every aspect of our life in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me this morning? I want our prayer team to come and position themselves. We're gonna do this a little different this morning. We've got a few moments here, but I want us to take some time. And as we kick off this brand new year, I want us to make sure that we allow Jesus access to every aspect of our life. And so our prayer team is here to pray if you need somebody to pray for you, but maybe you don't. Maybe you need to pray on your own by yourself. And that's fine too. They're spreading out so that you'll have room and access to this altar. And I'm going to pray over you and then I'm going to ask the worship team to sing for just a few moments. And while they sing, I just want you to begin to examine your own life and bring every area of your life to Jesus and lay it at his feet and let him become the king over every part of your life. Jesus, I pray this morning that we would be brutally honest with you and with ourselves and we would recognize that there are segments, there are areas, there are inches of our life, hidden corners that maybe nobody else knows about that we have failed to surrender to you. And we want to be more than saved we want to be surrendered this morning and so we surrender these things to you I pray that you would shine a spotlight on those things this morning and as we as we seek your face we would find everlasting freedom and we would be able to walk in freedom day by day moment by moment minute by minute second by second we would not just find freedom on Sunday morning but Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday we would be just as free as we are on Sunday morning because we know the location of freedom is where your spirit is and so we give you access this morning. We ask you to do this in Jesus' name. Come on, worship team, will you sing? Would you be brave enough to step out this morning and find a place to pray? Maybe you can turn and make your seat an altar or if you need somebody to lay hands on you or maybe you just need to come find a place at this altar and surrender every aspect of your life to Jesus this morning. We surrender to you, Father. Jesus said you are mine. 
to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.